Welcome to another episode of Ask the Zamboni Experts. I'm your host, Marty Elliott, and along with me today is a good friend of mine, Jason Maslako, properly known by The Dark Guy. And uh, Jason, welcome aboard. Oh, Marty, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's great to have you on board. We, uh, we've been anxious to get you on here. I know you're a busy fella, and uh, you got a lot going on in your world, but uh, thank you for taking the time. Let's get into this. Uh, let's, let's share with the audience. Some might know the story, some might not. How did this all come about? What were you doing? What were you thinking? Were you having a couple pops on a Friday night thinking, I'm going to go to the uh, to the Scotiabank Arena back then, the Air Canada Centre, and going, I'm going to really stand out in the crowd. Tell us, tell the audience. <laughs> well, it was uh, first year Leafs had been back in the playoffs in, in eight years. Uh, I've been a lifelong Leafs fan uh, ever since I was a kid, and I had never been to an actual Leafs playoff game. I, I obviously watched some amazing runs uh, on TV, but I never went to a game. Uh, and when the uh, the schedule came out for that, that first year uh, back in the playoffs against Washington, uh, I just I knew I wasn't going to be able to get tickets probably in Toronto. It's uh, it's it's impossible to get tickets on uh, for a regular season game, let alone the playoffs. So true. Uh, and if you can, they're pretty pricey. Yeah. So a couple of friends and I we started talking about like we we had to be at a playoff game one way or another, uh, and the idea hit us to maybe look at the uh, uh, availability for tickets in Washington. Uh, so leading up, leading up to the series, uh, it was only a couple days away, I think, from game one when we really came to the conclusion that, listen, we're going to do this. Uh, hopped online and, and lo and behold, there was actually tickets available at, at a, like, we got tickets 20 rows away from the ice uh, at a really decent price. So uh, me and my friends, we didn't, we didn't think twice. We, we purchased a couple tickets. Um, the game was on a Saturday. We left. Waterloo, uh, where I was living at the time, uh, I left at like 11 o'clock, went and picked some friends up uh, around Toronto, uh, and by 12 o'clock, we were on the road for the 10-hour trek down to Washington. When my friends and I were discussing this, uh, I warned them. Uh, they know I have a very outgoing personality. Uh, I, I knew that I wanted to do something different. It was my first Leafs playoffs game ever. Uh, we were taking the time to go to Washington, so I wanted to make sure Washington Capitals fans knew Leafs Nation was in the arena. And uh, I came up with the idea to, to paint my face. Uh, it was a couple days in preparation because I went and I had the Stanley Cup shaved into my head as a mohawk. The Go Leafs go into the back of the head, had that dyed blue, and uh, yeah, uh, when you asked if I had a couple pops, well, when, when, when we got to Washington, yes, that was, that was part of it. Um, got to Washington at 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I tried to sleep for about, you know, I, I wanted to sleep for a couple hours because I knew it was going to be a long day. But the, the excitement of knowing what was coming, what was transpiring, uh, going to my first playoff game ever as, as a Leaf fan, uh, I got like 20 minutes, half an hour sleep after driving 10 hours straight to Washington. So uh, I just, I said, I got up, I said, let's go boys. It, it, let, let's, we got to start now. So it was like 11 o'clock. Uh, we, we left the hotel and went to uh, found, find a local establishment and uh, started with some lunch and some uh, pictures. <laughs> oh. and, and, and I got to ask this question. When you're walking down near the arena there, I've been, I've been to that arena. Um, 
did you feel a little intimidated with, with what you had on your face? Did Were you a little concerned? Or were your buddies that were with you, were they your bodyguards, I guess? <laughs> well, feel? I, I think perhaps my friends uh, felt maybe a little more intimidated uh, than I did. I, I mean, I really, I really didn't care. I'm, I'm a fairly big dude. <laughs> so, yep. uh, you, you don't, I don't think you do that if you're going to walk into the arena and kind of be intimidated and shy away. Like I, I didn't care what anybody wanted to say to me. I was, I'm a proud Leafs fan and, uh, yeah, they were going to know I was there. Well, I do recall that night because, uh, watching post game on uh, TSN, um, they actually showed you. <laughs> uh, did you actually see on TSN their uh, eleven o'clock uh, sports uh, segment? Did you see yourself? Or did you hear no, about that? I didn't. I didn't really see anything until uh, until very briefly after the game, uh, and and then in the in the morning when I got up. So uh, when I when it happened during the game, when the the whole when uh, CBC threw the segment up. So what they were doing was they were uh, they were making making light of the Maple Leafs and some of their youth, how they couldn't actually grow a playoff beard. Yes. So they, they showed Marner with a couple of little pieces of stubble and, and Matthews with his, at the time, his mustache was barely coming in. And they panned over to Nylander who had like absolutely nothing. Like, I don't even think he had like one whisker coming out. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then they panned over to me in the audience and they said, well, now that's a playoff beard. That is a playoff uh, beard. Well, it's interesting because Lou Lamorello, uh, he was totally against uh, uh, facial hair uh, when he yeah. was on, on site, when he was the GM. He would not allow the players to have facial hair. And d- down at, uh, when I was uh, down at the Ford Performance, the practice facility, um, I was talking to, I forget who it was uh, at the time, one of the players I was briefly talking to, and he ha- had five o'clock shadow. And I said, uh, I guess Lou's away on holidays. And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you haven't shaved. He goes... <laughs> He started laughing. He goes, everyone knows that story, don't they? And I said, yeah, yeah, that's pretty common. Well, yeah. not to everybody, but pretty common. So you come back to uh, Toronto um, and you make your debut at the Air Canada Centre, now Scotiabank Arena. Um, how did that work out? Uh, work, it, like you skyrocketed. You still are skyrocketing. You're, you're so well known throughout many chases of the hockey uh, establishment. Uh, share with the audience about uh, the next steps where that went to. Well, yeah, it was so. It was the, the next morning when I when I woke up after uh, a, a little bit of a foggy night in Washington, obviously celebrating the Leafs' big win in double overtime. Um, I was on my way home. Uh, one of my friends uh, decided to to uh, take the reins and drive my vehicle back for me because uh, my phone uh, started going off first thing in the morning, and it was phone call, text message, email after email. Um, interview requests but uh one of them came in was from the toronto maple leaves um uh, and they messaged saying listen we loved seeing dark guy last night and we were just curious as to what you're doing tomorrow night and uh, my response to them was hopefully going to a leafs game Uh, and they said absolutely uh there'll be there'll be two tickets waiting for you at will call uh come down grab the tickets and uh they had uh Quite, quite the uh, afternoon plan for me. I ended up going up on stage with Steve Dangle at uh, Maple Leaf Square to, to uh, give away some tickets to the game and, and get the fans going out there. Uh, I was on T- – they had me lined up on TSN uh, with uh, – on the panel on TSN with Duthie. Uh, I ended up hopping over on uh, Sportsnet. I think uh, any Leafs fan has seen um, – 
me, me and Sid uh, oh, yes. sharing oh. a dart in Maple Leaf Square. So yeah, uh, it was uh, awesome, awesome that the Leafs reached out like that and uh, uh, gave me uh, gave me some tickets to to keep enjoying uh, the Leafs playoff run. Nice. And you're still doing it. Are you still going to the games? Are you still uh, presenting Dark Guy once in a while? I, I, well, if as, I, the minute we're allowed to actually go back to a game, uh, yes. But uh, up to last year, uh, the last game I went to was uh, the Edmonton Oilers and, and Leafs game uh, in at the ACC or sorry, Scotiabank, um, where where Matthews, uh, sorry, McDavid uh, walked Riley uh, for that highlight real goal. Uh, everybody remembers that one. So yes. I was. That was the last game I went to before uh, before fans were were told they weren't allowed to go anymore. Uh, and yeah, uh, I still I still do the the paint up when I go. Um, uh, the amount of I'm still getting tons and tons of requests for pictures and and autographs and stuff when I'm at the game. It's it's really pretty sur- surreal. Well, th- let me ask you: before this came into to uh, uh, fruition and happened. What were you doing before? What, like, what's your uh, full-time career? What do you do? Maybe share with the audience. I'm sure a lot of people want to know. What's this Jason guy do for a living? Well, currently, currently, I am the head scout of the Collingwood Blues uh, Junior A franchise in the right. Ontario Junior Hockey League. Uh, I am the general manager for a shop called Dogtopia. Uh, we do dog daycare, dog training, uh, dog boarding, grooming, uh, basically a one-stop shop for all your, your pup's needs. Uh, but at the time, uh, I was actually uh, painting cars for Toyota, uh, which people have, have, have enjoyed uh, getting a little bit of a giggle saying, well, no wonder his face was painted. He, he used to paint cars. <laughs> so was that Toyota blue color or was that the Maple Leaf blue color? Uh, no, that, that, that was Maple Leaf blue. It's pretty close, a little bit darker pigment than the Zamboni blue, if you will. But I, I, I love it. So you you go from painting cars to ending up uh, down at uh, the American, I believe it was the American Airlines Arena at the time, but back then. Yeah, Verizon Center. Yeah, Verizon Center to uh, uh, your scout for the Collingwood Blues and the Ontario Junior Hockey League. I believe you were a scout for the Aurora Tigers under Jimmy uh, Tom Thompson. Uh, and his uh, his debut down there. Uh, what else is going on in your world now? Share with the audience. <laughs> well, uh, living living just outside of Barrie, uh, like I said, I uh, manager of Dogtopia. Just recently launched a, uh, a podcast uh, called the Smoke Show uh, that's available on uh, the FHN network. It it streams live on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, and then it's available as a podcast after on Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, but just kind of, you know, I, I'm chasing my dreams down. Uh, like I said, at the time when it all happened, I, I worked at Toyota. Uh, I, I was, I had a very good career making very good money. Um, but when I was a kid growing up in, in Sudbury, Ontario, I, I didn't dream of painting cars for Toyota. Sure. Uh, my my two biggest loves in life are, are dogs and hockey. So when I was a kid, even before I ever wanted to be a hockey player, uh, my my first intuition in life was that I wanted to be a vet uh, when I got older. I wanted to help animals. Um, so when everything happened with Dark Guy uh, and, and things were going so well and, and I kept proving myself and proving the doubters wrong, I, I realized I had a major opportunity that I was never going to have in my life again. 
And I could have stayed in the secure, cushy job for life uh, at, at Toyota because they, they treat their employees well over there. Mm-hmm. Or, or I could go out on a limb and uh, chase, down, chase down my dreams of working in the NHL one day. Um, obviously, it didn't work out for me as a player. But uh, I never stopped having that desire. I never stopped having the confidence in myself that, that I knew the game well enough to, to take a step to the next level. So, uh, yeah, I went out on a limb. I, I left Toyota uh, and I, I started chasing down my hockey dreams. And uh, uh, through uh, a bunch of mutual friends and a long telephone line story, uh-huh. I ended up getting, uh, getting introduced to Jim Thompson, who, uh, who offered me my first position in, in hockey as a scout with the Aurora Tigers. Fantastic. And now uh, you were there for a couple of years, I believe, uh, uh, Jason. You're up in Collingwood at the uh, Eddie Bush Arena. Uh, great uh, facility. The second oldest. A lot of people don't know this. The Eddie Bush Arena is the second oldest uh, outside of the Alder in Stratford, Ontario. Uh, the second oldest arena, I believe, in North America. Did you know that, Jason? I, I knew it was up there. Um Mm-hmm. Def, definitely, I got to know a little more of the history of Eddie Bush Memorial Arena over the last two years of working for the Blues. Mm-hmm. But I, I got to tell you, um, that is a junior hockey rink oh. to the core. You walk into that place, and there is just a, an atmosphere, a feeling about that arena. Um, I absolutely love it. You know, uh, uh, some people would would maybe look for a little more of a modern design with, uh, uh, you know, better better seating or whatever. But uh, it's an amazing building. I wouldn't trade it for the world. Uh, Dave Steele's done an amazing job of updating yes. it, putting in new seating and everything, uh, bringing it a little more up to date. But uh, let, let's hope Collingwood never moves away from Eddie Bush because it's uh, it's just a fantastic place to watch a hockey game. Well, so, so fantastic that the Maple Leafs, uh, for a while, I want to say it was in the 90s, they were actually going there for their uh, summer camps, uh, picking, uh, you know, the uh, the draft picks and all that would come up. And uh, back back then, uh, Mike Gardner, uh, I don't know if Mike was still with the squad then, but um, yeah, they used the Eddie Bush Arena for their uh, summer camps a, a lot. I know they moved it around, but uh, yeah, a great barn. I love, I love that barn. I played in it. In my junior days, uh, a great uh, facility. Just has that that wood look. Um, yeah, it's got some and some great hockey has play, been played in that facility. And let's hope, as you said, a lot more is going to be played there. You know, you talk about um, uh, your uh, tenure during uh, your your hockey career uh, playing amateur, and I believe, if I'm uh, correct, you played goalie. So let me ask you this. Um, there could be an opportunity if you are at, at a Leaf game and uh, there's a need of a goalie if uh, our uh, good friend David Ayers isn't available. Do you take your, <laughs> do you actually take your goalie equipment with you when you go to a game? <laughs> I'm, go- I'm not going to lie. Um, not on purpose, but there had been a few times where uh, maybe I had played a, a men's league game, some beer league the night before. Uh, I was going down to a game and I got home at, but you know, late, late, late. And I was too lazy to take the equipment out of the car where I did have, you know, all my goalie gear in, in, in the back heading down to a game. Um, I'd be lying if I said I never had the thought or dream or wish that, you know, if something happens tonight and both goalies go down, my gear is here. Like, David airs the story. Uh, I, I've absolutely loved every minute of it. 
the fact that that the Leafs uh, he beat the Leafs in in that game. You know, uh, people take it as a point of contention. I think it's absolutely amazing. Uh, I would trade every single moment of the Dark Eyes story to have played that one part of a game uh, like David did. It's just that that would be a, a dream come true. Being there at the right time, the right place, the right moment, crossing your toes and fingers. I didn't think, uh, well, I've, uh, I, I know he did, wasn't expecting it. And he actually sits in sometimes when they're injured and goes over to the MasterCard now for performance practice facility and uh, back uh, places a goal for them when they need him. So uh, good on him. And, and you never know. Never say never, right? Uh, well, I, I'm pretty sure they, the Leafs have his number on speed dial uh, if something <laughs> ever came up in the future. Uh, but you never know. Uh, like I said, that would that would be an absolute dream come true. And um, I, I'm pretty sure I still got it, judging by the last time I, I strapped the pads on. So moving not quite as fast as I used to uh, now that I'm 41 years old. But uh, yeah, uh, well, I, I still got it. I, uh, I, the, the, uh, some of the, uh, uh, coworkers of mine know that I've done this due to the, due to the pandemic. I do have 150 by 50 ice, uh, ice rink, uh, available to us anytime you want to strap them on while we're still, uh, in the pandemic and you want uh, some shots fired at you. I got the nets. I got it all. So uh, by all means, <laughs> Jason, well, we might be, we might be able to make that those arrangements one day. Grace Bridge isn't so. that far from me. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. Not at all. So tell the audience, um, uh, the dark guy, a dark guy, I should say, uh, as in cigarette smoking, share your experience with Shani, to, uh, what Shani was uh, talking about and uh, endorsing and trying to get you to, uh, I guess, quit smoking, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, well, what, how that all started is uh, I was actually on um, the Todd Shapiro show uh, with with Todd uh, on on his old his former show on uh, Sirius XM, and. Todd kind of caught me off guard with a challenge on air uh, to quit smoking. Um, I needed to take a little bit of time to think about it, but uh, you know, Todd in, in his in his wisdom, and he's often not underestimated for it. Um, you know, he made a real good point that day on his show, and the more I thought about it, I wanted to use my platform to send the best message I possibly could. And that's how I wanted to be remembered. Amen. I didn't want to be remembered as the guy that could have potentially been the reason people started smoking. I wanted to look at a way to spin that in the most positive way possible. And I decided to accept uh, Todd's challenge to, to quit smoking. Uh, it led to uh, a partnership with uh, Nicorette. Um, and when I made the announcement uh, that, you know, I was going to uh, – do a quit smoking campaign and uh, wanted anybody that felt they were ready to, to join along with me and try and quit. Um, it managed to reach all the way up to uh, Brendan Shanahan and uh, he took, he had the kindness in him to uh, take to Twitter and, and wish me the best of luck. Uh, one of, one of the greatest days of, of my life when I saw that tweet from Shani, president of the Maple Leafs, I mean, Really? That he he took the time to uh, wish me luck. Uh, it it went fairly well for the first uh, first couple of months. Uh, I did really really well. As time went on, unfortunately, I did go back to to smoking. Uh, I will make another run at at quitting sometime in the future. But the worst part about it was when I actually got to meet Shanahan. Uh, 
uh, about a year and a half later. Uh, and the very first words out of his mouth were, so did you quit? And I was like, well, yes, for a while. And I started again and he just smiled. He said, yeah, I know it's difficult. So, uh, but yeah, that, it was, it was amazing that he reached out. It was really tough for me to, to tell him that I had started again now. <laughs> well, you know what? Humbling and, uh, and God bless you, uh, Jace, that, uh, that uh, you, I'm, I'm sure, as I sit here today, there's a lot of people that have you to thank because you actually uh, brought them down the path and they probably have quit smoking and haven't gone back. And I'm sure uh, that you will quit. Uh, I know you will. You're a strong man. And I have no doubt in my mind. I have no doubt in my mind. Well, hey, listen, uh, go ahead. Sorry. I don't want to. Well, I was just going to say, absolutely. Uh, that was the best part of it, though, uh, that was like really humbling and, and really touched uh, home was how many people I actually did receive messages from that said, you know what, if, if you're quitting, so am I. Uh, and uh, the amount of people that, that were successful in it. Uh, and, you know, if I was able to get even just one person to, to successfully quit, uh, it was worth it. Uh, I know there was, there was multiple. And uh, while, while they were successful uh, at that point in time, and I wasn't, uh, I, I'm, I'm proud that I could have been part of, their journey and their inspiration. Yeah, good, good on you, and uh, no doubt uh, people are out there thanking you for uh, your endeavor. And uh, and hey, we all have vices. As I said, no doubt you're going to be uh, you're going to uh, quit sometime again in the future, and hopefully the near future. That being said, uh, Jason, share with the audience, uh, give an opportunity. I know you mentioned it once already, so you have your own podcast. What's the uh, podcast name, and where can they find it? It's the uh, the Smoke Show. It's on the FHN network. So our Twitter handle is the Smoke uh, at the Smoke Show FHN. Same thing over on Instagram. Uh, it streams live uh, every Monday or Tuesday, depending on what night the Leafs are playing on. Because mm -hmm. I'm not recording a podcast while the Leafs game's on. Right. So it's either Mondays or Tuesday nights. It streams live on our Twitter feed. Uh, it streams live on the FHN network Twitter feed. It's streaming live on uh, Twitch, uh, and Facebook and YouTube. So you can watch it live. And if you happen to miss the live show, it's always available, uh, as a podcast on Spotify, uh, and Google podcasts right now, uh, we'll be getting over to, uh, iTunes and all, the uh, iHeartRadio and a whole bunch of others in the near future. Nice. Nice. You know, I'm actually surprised you and I have not crossed paths in arena and we probably have just I'm in the back area in the Zamboni area and you're out, uh, out uh, at the front area. So I would say that's a good possibility. Yeah, I have no doubt. And I, I look forward to the day that we actually do get to uh, see each other. I mean, Nate and uh, Mel up at uh, uh, up in Collingwood, uh, uh, good friends of mine. Uh, you probably I know we spoke about it. Um, uh, the new uh, lithium ion machines that we put into both the uh, uh, the bubble and to the uh, Eddie Bush Arena. Hopefully they're doing a great job. I know they are, and the operators love those machines. I gotta thank you again, Jason, for coming on and spending the time with me today. This is a blast. I hope we can do it again. And this is what I mean by doing it again. Um, I know we will see each other down at uh, Scotiabank Arena. I, I hope that uh, you and I get to uh, have a uh, pop, maybe two, and uh, celebrate when those boys in blue do what they haven't done for a while. And you know what that is, yes? Uh, you know Absolutely. That, that, that is a guarantee. Uh, we'll make that happen for sure. Fantastic. Well, Jason, thanks for spending the time with us. I want to thank everyone for listening into another episode of Ask the Zamboni Experts podcast. 
have a question for one of our experts, an idea for a future podcast, please email your questions or request to info at Zamboni.com. Or for more information and additional podcast episodes, please visit Zamboni.com forward slash podcast or search Ask the Zamboni Experts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. This is Marty Elliott wishing you an ice day. Thank you.